welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. All right, um, so the title for today's message is The Great Unwashed. Yeah, it's an 1830s term. It's quite a derogatory term. I don't mean for it to be this morning, but I think it really catches the heart of what I want to teach you. In fact, today I want to teach you something, and I really do pray that I explain it well. Because the Pharisees got this wrong, and so Jesus had to correct them. The crowds got it wrong, Jesus had to correct them as well. The disciples got it wrong, so Jesus had to correct them. And then later on, the early church got it wrong. And then Paul had to correct them, and even the writer of Hebrews had to correct them. The most terrible part about this is that we still get it wrong. And the reason why that's important is because when we get this particular subject wrong, we treat people wrongly. Yeah, Ella asked me this morning, she's like, what's the message or what's the concept for today? And I said, oh, how to treat people. Yeah. So we'll go there, right? In fact, I greatly, really desperately encourage you to study this. Don't just walk away today thinking, oh, that was a nice message from John. Listen to the podcast a few times if you can, because I really want it to sink into your head, into your heart. Because I think this is a topic that we need to address. Uh, So let's go there today, of course. So point one, and for those who are point takers, there's only one point. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Justin's like, what? Yeah. Anyway, so one point, it's common, unclean, defiled. That's my one point today, common, unclean, defiled, because I want to address that understanding of it. An easier point might just be simply to write down, stupid is as stupid does. (laughs) But I prefer the other one, it's far nicer, right? All right, there are, and I want you to stay with me, okay, but there are three Three Greek words that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, they all get very confused and it massively affects how we treat people. That's why I want to talk about these three Greek words. Yeah. The first Greek word is very simply akathotos. All right. You don't have to learn this one. It's okay, but I need to go there for a second. Akathotos just simply means putrid, like perfectly putrid. Um, Sometimes, or actually very often, it's used to mean unclean spirit, like evil spirits, akathotos. Putrid, perfectly putrid. Uh, Whenever you see the word kathatos in the Greek, it means perfectly pure. So akathotos, perfectly putrid, kathatos, without the a, perfectly pure, all right? Anyway, um, and Jesus, whenever he healed the lepers, it says that he made them kathatos. They even came to him and said, we are akathatos. We are putrid, putrid, perfectly putrid. And then it says that Jesus made them kathatos, perfectly pure. So I love that, right? The other word, this one's a fun one, is konois, all right? Uh, the easiest way to remember it, now it doesn't mean this, but the easiest way to remember this is the word coin, all right? 
and then it ends with S, quinois. And that S at the end can stand for, to help you remember, this is just to help you remember, it can stand for soiled, quinois. It means something that's, you know, dirty, unclean. Now, the way that I remember it, again, is quinois is a dirty coin. That's the easiest way for me to remember it. Now, do we throw out dirty money? No. No, we don't. If we did, we would have a bin at the front of the church. And as you walk in, you can dump all your dirty money into it. So that's how I remember it, just dirty money or dirty anything. It can mean unhealthy, unhygienic, canoise. Unfortunately, in the English and sometimes all these words get used the same. So in English, you'll see the word, it gets sometimes used as defiled. It gets mostly used as the word common. Sometimes it gets used as the word unclean. It's like it's the one Greek word. It just depends on how the translator felt at that time. Anyway, so soiled, like a baby's nappy. Do we throw the baby out? No. Do we throw the money out? No, okay. It's something that needs to be cleaned, like actual dirt. But it can mean psychologically, physiologically, hygienically unclean, all right? Um, it actually can include, in a modern context, things like unhygienic practices after marital relations, so biologically, hygienically. It would also include things like smoking, drug taking, sharing needles, or even junk food. Yeah, conois, soiled. All right, the next word, and it looks the same, it almost sounds the same, so this is how I'm going to make it easy for you to remember. The next word is koinu, all right? Kinos, koinos, with the S, soiled. Koinu, easiest way to remember it is ill, all right? Canoe, ill, all right? Where it's so ill that you should just don't just chuck it. So um, in English, in the Bible, it's almost always translated as defiled. It's where something is so bad. Not putrid, not perfectly putrid, like akathotos, like an unclean demon spirit, but it's so bad you should just chuck it, all right? Um, let's explore very quickly akathotos first, all right? Now remember, super putrid. It means ceremonially or spiritually unclean. Get this, akathotos is never, ever used to mean defiled. So akathotos actually does mean putrid. And we see this here in um, Matthew 10 verse 1 and a bunch of other scriptures, but I'll just do one. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 says, And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over akathotos spirits, unclean spirits, to cast them out and to heal diseases. Now, have you ever heard a minister say, come out, you unclean spirit? Yeah. A better translation would be, come out, you filthy, disgusting, putrid spirit. Yeah. Unclean is so generic, isn't it? Yeah, I like, I like the more precise method. Let's get angry. And that's what Jesus would have said when he said, come out, you akathotos spirit. It would have been, come at you disgusting thing. Yeah. All right, let's go back to Kenois and canoe now that we have a general idea. All right. So, Kenois, I've already mentioned it means soiled, dirty, untreated medically or physiologically. 
Canoe, remember, ill means defiled. Now, Jesus tried to correct the misunderstanding between these two, and this is where it becomes important for us to understand people. So, in uh, Matthew 15, verse 20, this is what Jesus says to the crowd. Matthew 15, verse 20. He says, these are the things, and he's speaking of heart issues. He says, these are the things which defile canoe ill. These are things that canoe, chuck them out, a man. But to eat with unwashed hands, remember, soiled, koinos, that does not canoe a man. So he's, he's trying to find, because everyone's like, wait, if you're dirty, it means you're defiled. He's like, no, 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 no. Eating un- with unwashed hands, not great, bad for you, but not defiled. And um, yeah, the Pharisees, the disciples, they were all confused about this. So Jesus had to reiterate it. And we can even see in Mark chapter 7, verse 2, um, it says, Now when they, that's the crowd again, when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with unwashed hands, koinois, remember S, soiled, that is unwashed hands, <laughs> they found fault. Because they're like, <gasps> defiled. Interesting, um, in Matthew 7, verse 2, if you look it up in modern English, it'll use the word defiled there instead of um, like proper kanois. It is actually kanois. The Greek word's kanois. But as I mentioned earlier, sometimes the English translators were like, yeah, we use the word defiled enough. We'll use some different word. Or we'll use some other word enough. We'll go back to defiled. So it can become a little bit confusing in English. So anyway, no other verse in the Bible uses the word kanos as defiled. Right? That's the only one. And it def, kornois, means unhygienic, unhealthy, dirty. Is that clear? Yeah. All right. Um, So, yeah, sure, eating with unwashed hands is dirty and unhealthy for sure, but it won't defile you as a person. Now we're getting to the great unwashed topic. Jesus here is not contradicting the law of Moses. In fact, he's correcting the confusion between konois, bad for you, the things that God's like, they're bad for you, that's unhygienic, you should have a bath after that, (laughs) right? And the things that are canoe, defiled. So the disciples and the crowds at this particular time, they're reading the law of Moses, and any time they saw the word um, unclean for you, they were getting confused as well between biologically unhealthy and defiled. In fact, in Leviticus, it even says that marital relations are unclean. It does, it says it. And everyone's like, wait, that's why we should be celibate. The writer of Hebrews is like, you silly people. He's like, the marriage, or she, the marriage bed is undefiled because everyone was like, unclean equals defiled. And that is how people were treating each other. Um, Now, we've just gone through a whole period of COVID isolation. That was great. Or not. Um, And, you know, isolation is a way to help reduce transmission between people. And back in biblical times, they did the same isolation technique for some diseases and leprosy. So, you know, they would isolate them outside the gate. And often they would carry a bell going ding, 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 ding. And they would have to yell, 
unclean, yeah, in the English, but it would, it would have been knois, knois, or knois, knois, depends on how you pronounce it. That's knois. Um, but they reached a point, they went way too far, where they were like, no, no, you are not just knois, you're not just soiled, you are defiled. And they would have to, some of them would be ringing, going, canoe, canoe, like chuck me out because I'm disgusting. Jesus, Jesus touched the lepers anyway. Because it's not conois, it's not uncleanliness that defiles you. In fact, Jesus said it this way in Mark chapter 7, verse 15. He says, There is nothing. Interesting, you know what the word nothing means in um, Greek, in Hebrew, in, in English? It means nothing. Yeah, thank you. Good. <laughs> there is nothing that enters a man from outside which canoes ill defiles him. But the things that come out of him, those are the things that canoe ill a man. You'll notice that Jesus did not even bring up the topic of konois. Because if something's dirty, it's dirty. If something's unhealthy, it's unhealthy. There are lots of unhealthy things that are bad, unclean for you personally, hygienically. I already mentioned smoking, drug addiction, anything really, okay. But these are the things that are from out, not from the things in the heart. Um, And God mentions already a bunch of bad foods and practices in, in his word. Um, interestingly, I see that's, that's how I personally see the food laws. Um, people are like, oh, and the food laws, you know, they don't exist anymore. I'm like, well, in Acts chapter 15, the first church brought up food laws, so it must have some sort of relevance, right? <laughs> it's like, maybe we just don't understand yet. <laughs> or it's because we still get confused between canoise, something that's bad for you, and canoe, things that would defile you. All right? Yeah. Um, Even, as I mentioned, this same confusion was occurring in the early church, and Paul had to address it, because they're still thinking if something's bad for you, it equals defiled you. Anyway, in um, Romans 14, verse 14, Paul says to the Roman church, he's like, I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing canoise, unclean, soiled, of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, kunois, he doesn't mention canoe, defiled, ew here at all. It's all about stuff that's just dirty, unclean, unhygienic. He's like, but if you, anyone who considers anything to be that unhygienic bad for you, it is bad for you. To him who, to him, it is actually bad for you. You will notice again, like I just said, he never uses the word kunoi, koinu. And the reason being is this. If you eat with dirty hands, it's bad for you, but you can still choose to do that. If you're totally convinced that it's fine, your body might not agree with you, but your conscience doesn't, and your heart doesn't. If you want to eat with dirty hands, go for it, all right? Things that are unclean, bad for you, will always be bad for you, okay? People are like, but Jesus' blood cleanses everything. Guys, dirt is still dirty. (laughs) (laughs) 
Come on, let's have some practical sense here. Anyway, um, so let's go back to Matthew 15, 20, where Jesus says, these are the things, the hard attitude, which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands, cornois does not defile a man. There is a massive difference between the two. How does this relate to people? This comes into Acts chapter 10. I'll give you some sort of background to Acts chapter 10. I'll read a few verses, but I've only got one verse for the screen. Um, it's the most important one, but I'll give you some background. So in Acts chapter 10, there is an Italian centurion. His name is Cornelius, for those who have never read this part of the Bible. And he's, he's a prayer, and he gives, he gives to the poor, and he's praying out to God, and he's not really sure who or what he's praying to, but he, he believes that there's a God, and he, he acts out of that. He doesn't just sit around and go, yeah, I believe there's a God. No, there is intent. Uh, anyway, he's doing this, and then he gets a vision of an angel. And the angel tells Cornelius, he's like, go and find this guy named Peter. He's in a place called Joppa. All right. Uh, interestingly, I, actually, I found this very interesting, and one day I'll, I'll double-check why. But why didn't at that point the angel say, I need to tell you about Jesus? Yeah, because Jesus works through us. Yeah, and himself, he can do it. But this, in this case, there was a lesson to be learned. And so the angel's like, go find Peter. So off Peter goes, I mean, sorry, off Cornelius, he sends people to go find Peter. It says in Scripture, the very next day, Peter, the one this Cornelius, Cornelius guy is looking for, he's chilling on a rooftop, and he falls into a trance, and he sees a vision as well. And it is a big, full net of koinos, not canoe, koinois, soiled things, unhealthy things, un unhygienic, bad for you things. And it says um, in Acts chapter 10, verse 10, it won't be up on the screen until verse 14, okay? But it says in 10, verse 10, it says, Peter became very hungry and he wanted to eat. But while they were like getting food ready, he fell into this trance and he saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descended to him and was let down to the earth. And in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And these were koinos, unhealthy for you. All right. And in verse 13, it says, And a voice came to him and said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And this is where we get into the verse that's on the screen. So Acts chapter 10, verse 14, it says, But Peter said, No, Lord, no, 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 for I have never eaten anything Get this, he uses the word konois. I've never eaten anything so much as dirty or akathatos. I've never eaten anything evil. That's good, eh? So he's like, whoa, God, I've never eaten anything that's even disgusting or bad for you, and I've never eaten anything that's putrid, put perfectly putrid, like an unclean spirit. Um, so, yeah, basically he's bragging, really. <laughs> You'll notice here that he doesn't use the word koinou. Why wouldn't Peter use the word canoe? Why wouldn't he say, but God, I've never eaten anything defiled? Well, because he just spent three years for Je with Jesus. 
And Jesus is like, there's a massive difference between soiled and defiled. Let's, we can clean the unclean soiled things. Anyway. Um, and in fact, God confirms this in the very next verse, Acts chapter 10, verse 15. God from heaven says, and a voice spoke to him again the second time. This is what the voice says. What God has cleansed, a Greek word there is katharizo, same thing as kathartos, it means cleaned, polished up, no longer evil. You must not call defiled. What God has said he has purified, you must not throw out. Amazing, hey? Um, in my profession, so for those who know me, I have a business. We, or I do a lot of training for men, even for CEOs, boards of directors, and I, I train them in their legislative responsibilities for both safety and fire. That's my deal. It's lots of fun. It doesn't sound fun to you. I get that. <laughs> but it's amazing how much more fun things become when they pay you, right? Okay. So... <laughs> yeah. Um, the word must there, get this, it's a legal term. It means the word must. <laughs> you must not call those that God has called pure as defiled. That lovely people is your brothers and sisters in Christ, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. So even at this point, Peter's a little bit confused. And so was the early church. Peter's thinking, okay, I get, the, I get the fact that food can be unhealthy for you, unclean, physiologically bad for you. I get that. Um, but people? Are you sure, God? It's literally this conversation going on right now. He's like, are you sure? Because people, people aren't that great. Um, and what about those so-called Christians with different skin color? It's true. Like, seriously, those white folk, they talk real funny, and geez, they have weird food. I've been told at least twice now by my DSBs, oh, sorry, that's dark-skinned brothers. My, <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? I've been told at least twice now that the white food that we eat's weird. You, you're one of them, hey. Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> you're like, white food's weird. What's so weird about putting three different types of cheese on a cracker? It's not nothing, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably quinoise, yeah? It's probably not healthy for you. But some of you treat me as though it was defiled. But what about those believers amongst us who are battling smoking addictions or drug addictions, alcoholism? Surely they're defiled. Because that's how we tend to treat them, hey? We push them right out the front door, sometimes the back door, because we don't want people to see them. Even, um, even the New Testament brings this up in 1 John 4.20. It says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. Think that. That's tough, hey? Straight up. You're a liar. Don't even pretend. It's good to have boundaries with some people. This is not a boundaries conversation. Even our church has legal boundaries. 
um, who we can and cannot allow to work with children. Who's happy about those kind of boundaries? I am, yeah. <laughs> All right. But, but, make this very, I even put it in capital letters because if you get anything, get this. God does not see anyone, and I mean anyone, who comes to him for salvation as akathotos, evil, or canoe, defiled. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you think, if you think, if you honestly think that someone who comes to God for repentance, then you do not understand the power of the blood of Jesus. To put it bluntly, you really don't. It's okay for you not to understand, but I pray that you do because you won't see people with different cultures. You won't see people with different habits, things that they're all working through as, oh, that's disgusting. That person's disgusting. No, no, cleansed. You must not call what God has purified as defiled. Um, Matthew 15, 19 to 20, it says this. For out of the heart, this is wrapping this part up. Um, if the musicians would like to come up, that would be awesome. Matthew 15, 19 to 20 says, For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. This sounds like Pastor Graham last week. Was it last week or the week before? We was going through the list of all the things. It took forever. And you think, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Um, these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands, canoise, that doesn't defile a man. And I'm pretty sure, if you read that verse in other scripture, the entire world, including me and probably you, are guilty of some of these which is why we need the blood of Jesus. I've got this really cool picture. It's a picture of Jesus. Want to see a picture of Jesus? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the picture of Jesus on the left-hand side is when you invite Jesus into your heart. And that's what his face looks like when he sees what's in there. <laughs> Wow, I, re- I saw that, I'm like, yes, that's just, that's me for sure, wow. But the answer's still clear. In Joel 2 verse 32 and in Romans 10 verse 13, it says this, and I have to, I have to bring this up several times when people ask me about other, even denominations. It says this, it says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's talk about denominations for just a second. I had this, um, he's an atheist, but he said to me, well, what's with all the different denominations? In fact, I got asked this uh, a couple of weeks ago by a Christian brother as well, a sister. And they said, what's up with all the different de- denominations? And I said, you're focused on the wrong part here. Like when people eat dinner, there's a whole stack of different traditions. You know, some people, they all sit at the table, some people that the father's got to sit at the head. I'm, I'm not like, they like to sit on the side, you know. Um, or rather, I like to sit on the lounge. Yeah, it's the wife. She's like, everyone at the table. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nicole's like, good for you, yeah. I'm not that person. I would, I'd rather sit on the floor and watch TV, all right. So, and I said, so you can spend your entire day focused on 
all the different traditions on how to eat the food, or you can focus on the important part, which is the meal. You know? And that's, that's, what, that's what salvation is. It's knowing that Christ, the Son of God, came, paid an enormous price so that we could be saved. That's the meal. Um, if you were here last, oh, good, good Friday, those who were really committed, um, I, I preached on the sacrifice of Christ. And I talked about the Tamid, the Tamid sacrifice, right? It's the daily, ongoing sacrifice that happened twice a day, in the morning and the evening. And Jesus became, became our Tamid sacrifice, okay? He was crucified literally at the same time as the Tamid sacrifices. Ongoing. You know what ongoing means? Again, ongoing. So sure, we, we are all guilty, even in our Christian walk, of doing the things that defile us. But the ongoing sacrifice of Jesus cleanses. I love that. Because don't you think sometimes where you go, huh, I really need just help. And Jesus is like, yeah, I've got you covered. Literally blood. And don't allow the enemy to bring in guilt. Hey, wow. I had this chat last year. I, I don't like, I really don't like it when people say, oh yeah, I'm still a sinner. Like, no, you're not. You still sin. You still defile yourself. But you must not call, how many times do I have to say this? You must not call something that God has purified as defiled. And that includes yourself. And that includes your brothers and sisters. Who am I in Christ? Oh, just like Matt said this morning, I was Gomer. You were Gomer. But you were bought with a price. And this is now, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I don't want you to think, who am I in Christ? I mean, do that too. But today, who is your colleague, your friend, a person you don't even like, sitting right next to you? Who are they in Christ? That's good to know. <laughs> so I'm going to go through this list Briefly, but I'm not going to say the typical, I am alive with Christ. No, no. This is how you should think of other people. It's like, wait, wait, my, my friend right next to me. You are alive with Christ, Ephesians 2 5. You are free from the law of sin and death, Romans 8, verse 2. You are far from oppression and will not live in fear, Isaiah 54. You are born of God. Oh, I love this one. And the evil one cannot touch you. I don't write that. It's 1 John 5, 18. Yeah. You are holy and without blame before Him in love. Oh, gosh, I love that. Ephesians 1 and 1 Peter 1. Ah, you have, I was going to say, I have, I have the mind of Christ, but so do you. You have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, Philippians 2. You have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That's Philippians 4. You have the Spirit of God who is greater than the enemy in the world and that Spirit of God lives in you. 1 John 4. You have received abundance, grace and the gift of righteousness. You reign in life through Jesus and there's so many here. So I'm going to go right down through the end. There's literally dozens of them. Oh, I'm still flicking through notes. Here we go. Wow. There's dozens of them. Finish with this one. Your brother, your sister in Christ. You. Christ lives in you and you live by faith in Him 
and His love, God's love for you. Amen. Galatians 2.20. Let's pray. All right. Just want to give everyone an opportunity first. If, if you've come in here and over the years, I've had at least two people say, I've heard people say, I just feel like there's hell on the inside. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, because you're defiled. And it's only through kathartos, it's only through full cleansing. Remember, perfectly pure, not just perfect, because we're not perfect in this life, but perfectly pure, yes. So if you've come in here and you have that feeling on the inside, and maybe even you're a believer, and you've been lied to by the enemy, and you still feel defiled, let me tell you, my brothers, my sisters, you are not. But if you haven't received Christ today, I just want to give you an opportunity to say, hey, man, I just, I just need to be cleansed. Good news is there is cleansing through the blood of Jesus. It's an amazing feeling. See, it's the only, it's the only way to heaven. It's the only way to be cleansed, honestly. So just while eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if, if you're here and you think, John, I want to know what that cleansing is like.